you also want to set up you're sitting in the woods in an area where the turkeys and the deer can see any predator that's coming from a distance. You do not want to set up your feeding sites in areas where it's really thick. Because let me tell you, the predators adapt to these feeding sites as well. They know where they can go to get an easy meal. So you want to make it where your wildlife that comes to the feeders can see anything that's approaching them from a distance. Okay, gotcha. And, and of course, if you're using those mechanical feeders, they'll hear that whirl. Uh, coyotes and bobcats and, and other predators, and away they will go. Because that's when your deer and your turkeys are going to come around, too. Camel boots on my feet, bow in my hand, walking in the early dawn to climb Hey, Redbone, did you hear about that new deer feed? What new deer feed? Hey, Buck Grits, boys, you ain't heard of that yet? Buck Grits? BuckGrits.com. Well, tell us about it. What makes it better than any other deer feed? Well, Buck Grits has got the protein a deer needs. It's got the fat a deer needs. It's got the amino acids. It's got the energy. It's got it all, brother. It's going to well, bring them back after the rut, and it's going to put a rack on their head. And it's going to help the lactate and doe, I assume, too, after they have the fawns. That's right. Keep the fawns going and get them for the next crop. Well, where can I get Buck Grits? buckgrits.com you can get a sample you can order it directly from the website and we're coming to a retailer near you if you want to help a deer herd use buck grits i've been on a big board for a while i can load him in the back of my truck we can take it to a holler take it to a field across the creek up a big old Welcome back to America Roots Outdoors, our show for the week. And we got a good one lined up. It's uh, taking care of your property, helping the wildlife through the winter months, the turkeys and deer. And uh, Redbone, I know you're in the studio. Wayne couldn't join us today. I'm here in the woods over in Texas County with my good friend Craig Stoker. We're out here setting up deer feeders and trying to help these turkey and deer through the winter. Uh, we're going to talk about current events in this first segment of the show. Uh, what about those Chiefs? They made it to the Final Four, Redbone. Uh, yeah, they made it to the ASC Championship game, and uh, I think pretty good for a team that wasn't supposed to win another game. What was that five weeks ago somebody <laughs> said that? Yeah, <laughs> I, I was still concerned about them in these playoffs. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, well. Uh, their, defense, their defense has got to step up in their secondaries, and their linemen's got to protect Mahomes. You know, Mahomes got hurt last Sunday, Craig. I didn't watch the game, but I'm for the Chiefs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're a Mississippi boy. Yeah. Yeah. So Craig is a big outdoorsman. He's also a sales representative for a, a very huge company, Craig. Uh, tell me you work for. I work for Syngenta Crop Protection. And, uh, by the way, we've got two uh, defensive players from Mississippi State playing on the Chiefs. Oh, oh I know all the That's right. Yeah, and tell us who they are. Uh, Chris Jones and uh, uh, I'm not thinking the other. He plays middle linebacker. But, yeah. Uh, and he, the Chris has been there. He's an all-pro, been there for about, probably six, seven years, first round out of the state. So. And you graduated Mississippi State. Yes. You went to college, and your degree is in, in uh, weed science. Weed science. So, so Craig, your job explained to all our, our listeners across the world. Uh, what do you do as a, as a representative? Uh, well, I, I call on retailers, uh, the, the you know distribution that sells our chemicals, and, and also the, the growers at the at the farm gate level. So, um uh, 
responsibility, basically, of, you know, giving recommendations to the growers on sound weed, insect, and disease control. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Neat company, Redbone. Anyway, uh, he's going to be on the show with us today. we got uh, Daryl Monk going to call in today also and talk about the importance of cameras on your wildlife management programs on your farms. That being said, let's talk about high school sports. Uh, what do we got going on with the girls' teams across the country, Redbone? Well, you got the um, uh, right here locally where I am. The Mammoth Spring Lady Bears are still ranked number one in the state of Arkansas, and the Salem Arkansas Lady Tigers are ranked number. I'm sorry, Salem Arkansas Greyhounds, the girls' team, is ranked number one in the state of Arkansas in Class Three. And um, they got some good teams around. I mean, there's some uh, the West Plains Lady Zizzers have fallen a little bit lately, uh, but they're still ranked in the top ten. I believe the Licking Lady Wildcats are still in the top ten. So we have some good teams around. And of course, throughout our listening area, uh, the Ava Lady Bears. I want to forget about them. They are still ranked in the state uh, rankings and and just all over the place. So we, have, you know, the girls basketball <clears throat> actually might be. When you talk about the overall state, might be a little more competitive in than the boys right now in Southern Missouri and North Arkansas. Yeah, well, that's good news. We want to congratulate those teams that are in the top ten. Yeah, and Let's don't yeah, and yeah, and also don't basketball. Yeah, don't want to forget the Donovan Donettes. The Donovan girls, last I saw, were ranked number three in the state of Missouri. So let's not forget about the Donovan Donettes. So, yeah, as I said, overall, Southern Missouri, very strong in girls basketball right now. That's beautiful. Let's talk about the boys now, the high school boys, varsity teams. Uh, I want to say Liberty got beat last night at the buzzer, a three-point shot by licking. Uh, they beat them by three-point margin. Uh, Liberty beat them 15 points the game before that. Uh, uh, we slowed our game way down, went to boxing out, and uh, Liberty got in trouble. Uh, we actually had a 12-point lead at one time, huh. but uh, they outplayed us, outsmarted us. So. Uh, Liberty's in the Mount Road tournament up there. Uh, Forsyth was there, and they're still looking on Mount Road. Forsyth Coach Smith, he's from Southern Missouri. He's quite the coach. He's telling me he may retire this year. All right, yeah, and, and a lot of good boys basketball around the area too. You know, we talk about Thayer Bobcats are still state ranked, and uh, and there there are others around. And uh, Southeast Missouri is loaded up right now, Alex. And don't forget Southwest Missouri with the Mansfield Lions. They are still undefeated, and uh, uh, one of the three losses the Thayer Bobcats have this year to that Mansfield team. So, uh, but uh, Southeast Missouri really loaded up. Uh, Charleston. Uh, continues to roll, and and there's some others over there. Uh, Cape Central, I think, is really good. So, um, yeah, it's um, it, it's a good time right now. We're getting ready for district tournaments here in about three weeks. Wildlife on our properties. 
Spice sounds good. And uh, right now, we need to take a break. We'll be back. More American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge and his friends in just a moment. Hi, I'm Preston Pittman, and you're listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and his friends. Wishing on some love. I've been on a big board for a while. I can load him in the back of my truck. We can take it. Redbone, what would you say if I could tell you that you could kill a buck on a certain day? I would say you're crazy. There's no way to predict how the bucks are going to move. Well, you're wrong. There's a new camera out called Wise Eye Technologies. These guys can predict the actual deer movement exact time that a deer is going to come through. Really? Wise Eye Technology? This camera has five megapixel pictures, has a GPS system built inside, and it's an experience using this camera. It collects data and tells you the movement, wind direction, everything. On a camera? On a camera. WiseEyeTechnologies.com. And how do I find out more information about these guys? You go to WiseEyeSmartCam.com. I'm using them. You should, too. Make your hunt easier. Use WiseEye. Morning, the Ammunition Presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors, segment two of our show. I'm calling via phone from in the timber in the woods in Texas County. We're setting up feeders and setting up our wise eye cameras to capture and monitor the deer and turkey on the farm for hunting over here. And the topic of the show today is uh, managing your properties, helping your wildlife through the winter. And uh, again, I want to reiterate we've got special guest Bill Monk with me on the show later talking about why we should use trail cameras to help us monitor wildlife. That being said, I want to talk about what we do with our properties uh, that I hunt and manage. And everybody knows some areas in southern Missouri uh, are off limits for feeding uh, for minerals. We do not uh, advocate anybody breaking any laws. Uh, but what we do in the winter uh, months here in Shannon County, where I live, in Texas County, where it's allowed, we help our deer and turkey through the winter months, and we're feeding them buck grits. And we also mix uh, wheat seed, and Craig brought a bunch of wheat seed to mix up to put in our feeders, our gravity feeders. And what we did, we set a wise-eye camera up at every location where we can monitor the turkey numbers and the deer numbers that come in. Also, what we do is we plant food plots in the month of August and also the month of May, summer plots and winter plots, fall plots, to help our deer through the winter. If you go look at any of my photos that I post, our eagle seed smorgasbord food plots are eaten down to nothing. They look like cutting <laughs> grains, red bone. Yeah, the, the the deer have been working on them, and of course, some was that. Uh, some of that was because of the drought in the summer, uh, and late in the uh, summer and into the fall, uh, they didn't get quite as hardy as they normally do. And, and no fault of eagle seed; it was just the fact that this wasn't any water. Uh, but it was really dry. Yeah, really dry. And but uh, what did come up uh, is is doing pretty good, and. The deer, I mean, it's, it's a testament to the quality of the product. The deer are just hammering the food plots still. Yeah, yeah, Redbone, you're you, you on there. It, it, you know, weather can affect food plots. It can affect animals. It can even affect uh, cattle, uh, horses, etc. But, uh, again, what we're trying to do here is educate our listeners and share with them our techniques and strategies that we use to help our wildlife through the winter months, and we want to definitely encourage people to obey the laws and not hunt over the bait where it's not allowed in Missouri. Uh, uh, in counties, 
But again, the food plot is a necessity. In the spring, we try to plant a eagle seed blend of clovers to help the turkeys and the deer through the, the, the summer months and spring months. As you know, the listeners know, turkeys love clover. So uh, I try to plant at least four or five different blends of clovers, and that gives them a variety. And it also helps them like those does and those parent pawns through the spring and summer months. Yeah, and Alex, one of the things about feeding your, your wildlife where it's permitted, and that is food means heat for the wildlife. Uh, I was talking on my show earlier today about, uh, you know, keep making sure that your dogs and your other pets outside, if, they, if they're going to be outside during this really cold weather, snow, uh, you know, like we're, we're getting, <clears throat> we're going to get uh, tonight, we're recording on Tuesday, uh, you know, we got the snowmageddon moving in uh, for a Tuesday night and Wednesday morning, and uh, food gets covered up by the snow, uh, but food means heat for those for those wild animals, and especially things that are high in protein, and that's why you know, food plots are important, and it's important to get those feeders out to make sure your deer and, and all the other animals uh, and your dogs and your cats, let's use that as an example, can stay warm and still remain outdoors during the cold weather. Yeah, we're also, if you're feeding button roots, I'm going to talk about button roots real quick for the listeners. Uh, button roots is, is 10 to 12 percent fat content, and it's 14 to 16 percent protein. And the way they create this product, and they trademark the process, is that they, they, if you understand milling corn, uh, a milling company, Simo Milling owns buttons. They start at corn and they grind it all the way down, mill it all the way down to flour. Then from flour, you've got cornmeal. Then above cornmeal is grits. That's the third to the last stage of the milling process. So what they do, they add more germ, which is the heart of the corn kernel, the dark part of the corn, back to the, the grits to create this 14 Alex, I mean, in the pictures that you show and share on your social media and, and in, you know, the hunts that you have on video, I mean, it shows the quality of the deer, uh, the number of deer, and same way with the turkeys. The turkeys are healthier and there are more of them. And I mean, it just makes everything better to help those animals get through the harsh winter months here in the Ozarks. I've right, got about a minute here, Alex. I'd like to just add one thing here before we uh, get on to Mr. Monk and talking about uh, trail cameras. And we, we did a couple of shows talking about uh, walleye fishing. And right after we got done recording yeah. those shows, we got a notice from the Army Corps of Engineers 
that they are encouraging people not to eat walleye over 18 inches of length out of Lake Norfolk or Lake Bull Shoals in Arkansas and Missouri due to uh, the increased levels of mercury. Now, here's the second part of that. You would have to eat walleye every day for like six months for it to really make you ill. But to avoid even the the possibilities of the walleye fish making you sick, uh, they advise that any walleye over 18 inches of length, you do not eat it. Just return it into the water and, and hopefully those levels will come down and they can you know open that back up to, to eating all the fish. Uh, in Norfolk and Bull Shoals Lake. But I wanted to throw that out there since we had done a couple of shows about walleye. Uh, that uh, uh, Now, the one, the ones under 18 inches, they haven't been exposed enough for them to be dangerous. But the fish 18 inches of length and over have uh, increased amounts of mercury in the meat, and they advise you not to eat them. All right, so I just wanted to get that well, out there. I want, I want to add to this. It don't make sense, and I don't mean to be negative or argue. The length limit is 18 inches before you can keep them. So basically, they're saying you can't, they suggest you don't keep an 18 inch fish to eat. Okay, well, there you go. But anyway, oh. just wanted to put that out there. Since we had promoted walleye fishing there for a couple of weeks, uh, people, please be advised that uh, uh, there are uh, uh, increased levels of mercury. And on Norfolk and Bull Shows, they're advising people not to eat walleye. Now, that just goes for the walleye only. Well, if anybody's got any questions, they need to contact uh, the, the resources. Uh, we don't have yeah. the answers for that, in all due respect. So they need to contact Arkansas Game and Fish to talk about that. And, exactly. Uh, NBC, NBC is talking about it as well. So uh, we're going to go to a break. When we come back. We got Mister Daryl Monk of Wise Eye Cameras going to talk uh, proper setups for trail cameras and the importance of using trail cameras on your properties to monitor the wildlife that comes and goes on your property. We're going to go to a break and come back. We'll have more of American Reach Outdoors more right after this. Hey, this is Eddie Salter, and you listen to American Roots and Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. Across the creek of a big old hill, year after year, got my Hey guys, it's food plot planting time here in the Ozarks and all across the country. What are you planting this year, Wayne? I'm going to put some smorgasbord in with a whole lot of clover. You're going to put wait, some wait, extra wait. clover in it. What? Smorgasbord? What is smorgasbord? Man, it is a variety of annuals and perennials that will get you through fall time, winter time, and all the way into spring. It's awesome. You want to plant healthier food plots to track all kinds of game? Go to www.eagleseed.com. It's a smorgasbord. You know, we all get tired of certain things. The smorgasbord has everything. Your deer will love it. Eagleseed.com. And my old pair of hunting boots passed on down planted You know, Alex, there is a, a company in the outdoors that wants to provide quality hunting gear at affordable prices for the everyday hunter. Yes, there is, Redbone, and it's Tide We. These guys are a blue-collar company. They make excellent products that's very affordable for everybody. And these guys want to help every outdoorsman live out their passions in the outdoors. And to find out more about this company, just go to www.tidewe.com. That's T-I-D-E-W-E.com. Around your heart, so you never got to worry. Eagle Seed presents, welcome back to America Roots Outdoors again, calling via phone, 
from the woods and uh, setting up feeders and setting up our feeding sites and wise camera sites to monitor the wildlife on the farms that we're hunting. Uh, I want to talk about locations in this part of the show, uh, the, the proper areas to set up, in my opinion, your feeding sites and your cameras. Uh, right now we're setting up a feeder in the woods. and This wood site, what we want to do is try to set up on level ground. We try to find the, the flat spots in the ridges. So this is, makes it easier for the wildlife to find the food sources you may be feeding them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on a low logging road here right now. It's a very flat spot. And there's fingers and points that runs off into big hollers. And we're close to water source. When you find water source, uh, your, your wildlife will find the feed. They'll smell the buck grit. They'll smell the wheat and the other stuff that we may put in there. But anyway, that's the sites I look for. Uh, again, I want to reiterate, we did not advocate anybody hunting over feed where it's not legal. I also encourage you to remove your feed. And make sure it's all gone, as the rules and regulations say, 10 days before any season starts. So we encourage that. Again, location, location, location. Uh, one of our feeding sites, we got close to a pond, which turkeys frequent that, deer will frequent that. And that's some of the locations you want to look for. And again, you do not want to feed on the ground the same spot continually every, every month. You want to move it 10, 20 feet away to another location. That keeps the spread of diseases. Any yeah. questions, Redbone? Well, yeah, my, my question is, and you talk about being on a logging road in woods, do you like to feed in the woods? Because I know, you know some people like to feed on the, the edges of a field, and, and I guess either one is fine. But why did you, on this particular property, why did you decide to feed in the woods? Well, the thing is, the point, again, is the whole focus of this is to help the wildlife through the winter months. Mm -hmm. And what we did, this location in the woods, we found a lot of turkey scratching here. We found a lot of old rubs and old scrapes that was made from uh, deer. And it it helped us, too. You also want to set up, you're sitting in the woods, in an area where the turkeys and the deer can see any predator that's coming from a distance. You do do not want to set up your feeding sites in areas where it's really thick. Because, let me tell you, the predators adapt to these feeding sites as well. They know where they can go to get an easy meal. So you want to make it where your wildlife that comes to the feeders can see anything that's approaching them from a distance. Okay, gotcha. And, and of course, if you're using those mechanical feeders, they'll hear that whirl, uh, coyotes and bobcats and, and other predators, and away they will go. Because that's when your deer and your turkeys are going to come around, too. Exactly, exactly. I think it's crucial to have the right feeding locations uh, when you're feeding. Uh, And again, I just want to emphasize in areas where you cannot feed or put mineral sites, uh, you know, we encourage you not to do that. So because that's the spread of CWD and any other diseases that they take. Because, you know, the white-tailed deer and our turkey is a valuable resource for our state. It generates a lot of revenue for uh, our state, our schools, and MDC. So we want to be uh, stewards of the land, so to say. All right, so Alex, you talk about putting uh, you know wise eye cameras on those feed sites. Are you gonna are you gonna focus those cameras right on the feeder, or are you gonna you know focus that camera or or try to focus that camera on the trails coming into the feeder or the trails going away? I mean, how how are you gonna position that camera? 
That is a great question. And I want to say Daryl Monk was going to join us, but an emergency come up, so he could not join us today. Uh, we want to set these cameras exactly on the feeders where we can monitor every animal that comes to the feeding site. And that being said, what you want to do, the proper way to set up a camera is the wise-eye camera is set at approximately five feet in height and tilt the camera down towards the ground, not at a, a, a huge angle, maybe a 15-degree angle where it's uh, pointed towards the ground into the feeding site. Yeah, because you want to be able to see that whole you want to see that whole animal when it is at the feeder. Exactly, you Not, want to be able to see it all around the feeder and set your camera about uh, probably fifteen to twenty feet away from the feeders. That way, you know these these wildlife cameras can pick up animals at eighty feet away. Yeah, so and you're going to catch some of those animals coming in. You're going to catch them going away. And I guess the beauty would be, exactly. Alex, is you're going to catch. I mean, unlike when you've got your, your camera set up just on a trail, you might just see one side of a deer, or if you got it where deer come at you. When you're at the feeder, they're going to be moving around that feeder. You're going to see that animal from all different angles and really get a good idea of how big that deer is or, or how fat that turkey is, how long that turkey's beard is. I mean, you're really going to get a good, almost a 3D image of that deer. Exactly. Uh, we've got our framework set up now on this feeder that we got set up, and uh, they're not a sponsor, but it's a redneck uh, feeder, mm-hmm. and it'll hold approximately 750 pounds. Oh, wow. Of feed. Yeah, so this could feed, depending on the amount of wildlife you have, and you would have to refill it maybe once a month. Wow. So this is a pretty neat-looking feeder, and it's pretty cool. All right, so uh, so uh, yeah, we got the feeders. You know, we got a location to put the feeders. We got the, you know the wise eye cameras there. Uh, then I guess another thing is to stay away, right? I mean, you want to kind yeah. of guesstimate the, the how speakers, long, yeah, how long your feed's going to yeah. last, and then only go in to refill the feeder. Exactly. Keep the pressure out here. And uh, again, I just want to repeat this: set your feeders up where animals can, when they're feeding here, can watch for predators where they can see a long ways. You know, so that's why it's good to maybe even set your feeders next to the edge of the woods to a field or something. But you do not want to set feeders up in very, very thick areas like slash areas, clear-cut areas. So that's crucial. But, again, I want to emphasize why it's important to have trail cameras. Uh, if you're you're a steward of the land and you really care about your hunting areas, you can take inventory of predators, coons, uh, fox, coyotes coming to these feeding sites, too, to give you uh, uh, indication of what, how much pressure you have right there on your farm with predators. But also you can take inventory of your turkeys and your deer, and squirrels, possibly even rabbits coming to these feeding sites. So there's a lot of positive to it. But, uh, again, <coughs> the whole point of it is to help your wildlife through the winter months. It's crucial winter months. Right now we've got six to ten inches of snow coming here in the Ozarks. <laughs> yeah. And we're like we're getting this thing set up for proper time to help these wildlife where they can't get maybe get to the, the mass crop is still on the ground, you know. So we're feeding them sixteen percent protein, twelve percent fat with butt grits. So right. it's uh, crucial to help them through the winter. When you got healthy deer and you got healthy turkeys, you're going to have big numbers of yeah. wildlife on your farms. Yeah, and one other thing, I know we got to go to a break here, but one other thing to think about, and that is. If you're getting a trail camera pictures around your feeder of the of the you know bobcats and and of coons and and uh, your coyotes, you know you might you might get a really good indicator then that 
you know, I don't predator hunt, but I need to call somebody that does. And uh, you got pictures in the show and say, look, I got six coyotes <laughs> coming around this this feeder every night or every day. So, you know, you might have better luck getting somebody to come hunt predators on your property if you've got that photographic proof that there are predators there. Exactly. And coon hunters, you want to invite the coon hunters to come Absolutely. in with the coon hounds, uh, trappers to come in there and trap all these predators out here. I want to give a big shout out to uh, Corey Gruff. Uh, over in Houston, Missouri, they just had a huge predator hunt over in Houston, Missouri. I heard they had over a hundred teams. It's a memory of one of their friends that passed away, and they do it every year. And I, I just want to give a big shout out to all the guys that supported that event because when they're killing them predators, getting them predators out, they're helping their turkey numbers. And I'd love to see something like that started in Shannon County here at Carter County Reynolds and uh, uh, Oregon County and Powell County. Uh, Texas County doing it, but we need to do something like that here. Also, Producer Shooter Supply is doing something like that, having a predator hunt to help the turkeys in their areas over around Producer. So, All right. uh, I know. we get that up, our turkey numbers will be and our deer numbers. Yeah. All right, we need to go to break. We'll be back. More American Roots Outdoors Radio in just a moment. Hey, y'all, it's Tyler Ford, and you're hanging with me and my good buddy, Alex Rutledge, on American Roots Outdoors. Redbone, Wayne, have you heard about the 12-volt power packs? I've heard a little bit. Tell me more. Yeah, what it is, it's, it's a battery that you can hook to your cell cameras, uh, even charge your cell phones. This company's become really innovative, Wayne. Yeah, I've got a couple of them myself, and they're so easy to use. My six-year-old helping me set them up in the woods on my wise eyes. If you want to improve your battery life in your cell cameras, check out the 12-volt power packs. I'll have to do that. Do they have a, a website? Yes, it's jkroutdoors.com. Buttgrits presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoor. I'm walking down Longer Road here to get away from uh, my buddy. It's looking, uh, putting the feeder together. I just got away for a minute. I'm looking at two huge, big old scrapes right here in the road. They're not active anymore, of course, but. uh, Great location to set up this feeder. We've talked about a lot of things. Just a recap here being the fourth segment of the show. We talked about location. We talked about the importance of helping your wildlife through the winter months and obeying uh, the laws of, of, of the safety to your hunt. And that's the right way to set up a trail camera to get good pictures and the importance of running trail cameras and feeding the animals through the winter months. I think it's been a great show so far in Redbone. Yeah, I think so, and uh, you know, I think it, you know, stuff that people know but maybe have forgotten, and maybe some people go, you know what, that's a good idea, I ought to do that. And uh, so, Alex, what about feeders in in open fields? Because you see a lot of feeders people have in open fields. I mean, do you advocate for that, or uh, or would you rather be uh, you know somewhat secluded? No, I, I, I don't have a problem. I think it's very smart to put some feeders in open fields, especially if you're away from county roads where people can't see them. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, when you've got an open field, it gives the turkeys plenty of room to get away from any predators or deer. Yeah. Uh, I'm walking here. You might be able to hear me walking in the beast as I'm coming up with some turkey scratch in here. And uh, now I'm excited about this new spot we got over here. And they got some turkeys in here. And 
hopefully this spring we'll get to take some kids in here and let them shoot some turkeys. That's what it's all about. But, yeah, open fields, not a problem with it. I think it's good. Again, every setup, feed location, camera location, uh, that you set these feeding sites up, they need to have room to get away from predators in case predators focus on that, especially bobcats and coyotes. Yeah, I would agree, and that is of the utmost importance because you don't want to set up a feeder, uh, and then because of that feeder, your wildlife population goes down. I mean, that that would just be totally counterproductive. Yeah, I want to say something uh, about feeding. Uh, there's some people at sport, there's some people against it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, until it's, it's, it's illegal, I will feed until it becomes illegal in our county. I pray to God that it never comes illegal uh, within the law, but our deer herds are really healthy. I could tell a big difference in the deer on my farm uh, that I hunt by feeding them buck rich throughout the winter months. I've gone on two years now feeding buck rich, and mm-hmm. I've got does that had triplets this year. Oh, wow. Uh, I've got does having twins, and when you got a healthy deer herd, you're going to see twins and triplets. And the turkey numbers, uh, my neighbors around me said, man, we got turkeys galore. So they had a great hatch, and they're feeding uh, through the winter months as well. Uh, so feeding does help the wildlife. Uh, if anything is really negative about feeding, uh, it would be maybe helping us have too much wildlife, too many deer. And we all have that problem right now, it seems like, in southern Missouri. Most of the counties are, are letting us shoot more does because they're trying to get the numbers down. Yeah. All right, well, it's a good idea then if, you know, if you're going to shoot more does to have more does on your farm. Exactly. Exactly. All right, so, Alex, as we get ready to close things out here, and again, we've been talking about uh, uh, you know, deer feeders and the importance of feeding deer and other wildlife. Uh, what about around the yard? I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't have property where I, I feed deer uh, or, or turkeys, but around the yard, I love to put out stuff for the wild birds uh, around my yard. And the only drawback to that is, you know, the cleanup. <laughs> And and the the strange grasses that start growing in your yard, but we really should even those those wildlife that are around the house or or in the yard, birds and squirrels and rabbits. We really should take a little bit of time to feed them too. Yeah, well, I feed the deer in my yard year round. Mm-hmm. Turkeys and the doves, I see them here a lot, and uh, we actually sell a lot of buckets to people that love to feed the birds and squirrels in their yard. Oh yeah. We sure do. And uh, that being said, uh, it makes a great food source for birds, squirrels, and rabbits, whatever. Well, there's just nothing more fun, I think, than to sit back close to the window with a bird feeder uh, hanging just outside the window and, uh, you know, a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or whatever, and uh, just sit there and watch the birds come into the bird feeder. And then, you know, and, you know, gather, gather the kids up. And say, all right, let's try to identify these birds. There's a cardinal. That's a male cardinal. That's a female cardinal. You know, there's, you know, there's a dove, and 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 the different kind of birds that will come, especially in the winter time, and uh, and then they'll hang around in the spring and atta- attract more birds in the spring, and it just really becomes almost like a, a learning experience, and it's just fun to watch them as they fight and they play around, and uh, you know, some of the birds eating on the ground, the other ones up in the feeder kicking the seed out to the birds on the ground. Uh, it really gets to be just a, a great way to spend some time enjoying the outdoors without going outdoors into the cold weather. 
Exactly. I, again, I want to reiterate, we sold a, I've done a promotion at Hearst Farm and Feed mm-hmm. with Buck Rich. You wouldn't believe how many bags of Buck Rich we sold for the people that love to watch birds in the yard. Yep. But it, it's a, a great product, not just for deer and turkey, but for birds and everything else. But I want to thank everybody for listening to our show. We're going to wrap it up. We've got a bonus segment coming up for the, the podcast. So the only way you can listen to this bonus segment and possibly win a prize because we give away prizes every week is you go in and leave a review on our podcast, hopefully a good review, and your name goes into a drawing we give a prize away. We give, usually give something away from Tide Weave, Buck Ritz. We'll probably give away a 20-pound bag of Buck Ritz this coming next week. But I want to thank everybody for listening. And remember, share the outdoors with a child. It's all about God's great creation and sharing all our great heritage of hunting to the outdoors. And remember, when your roots runs deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind. So you never gotta worry what the wind might do. American Roots. Thank you for joining us for today's American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge. You can find us on Facebook. Look us up on the World Wide Web at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. We'll be back again next week on this great radio station. Accurate, deadly, dependable, Hornady ammunition. From a two-man operation in 1949 to a world-leading innovator of bullet, ammunition, reloading tool, and accessories design and manufacturer today. Hornady, each piece is hand-inspected to ensure consistency and quality. Ammunition engineered to perform flawlessly, simply put, the best. Hornady ammunition. Find Hornady Ammunition at a retailer near you and at Hornady.com. Hi, we present. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors. If you're listening to this, you're listening to our bonus segment, and you are listening to your probably your favorite podcast, Carrier. So <laughs> this week's show was about managing the wildlife on your properties and the importance of taking care of the wildlife. We talked about camera usage. We talked about setting the cameras the right way setting your feeding sites up in the right locations. In this bonus segment, we're going to talk about many different things here to help in the wildlife and why it's important. Yeah, and, Alex, and I know you got lots of questions, Redbone, so shoot away. Well, my first question would be, and, and as a overall general good feed, I mean, if somebody you know wants to feed but they don't have a lot of time, I mean, what, just for general purposes, multi-purposes, what is it that you recommend people put in their feeder? Well, you can buy feed at feed stores, etc. but but I, I'm not going to say you can't get the same quality of feed that you can with buck this, but I can tell you right now, for the price and the value, you can't beat buck rich. Mm-hmm. You go to www.buckrich.com, it will send you a free five-pound bag for you to try and request it, and they'll send it to you in the mail. But buckness is the all-around, year-round feed that I feed on my farms, and my numbers of deer is tremendous. And we've got several turkeys, but this new farm we got is loaded with turkeys. And again, buckness is a hard feed for anybody to beat, and it's very affordable. You can buy a 20-pound bag for probably anywhere between $10 and $14 a bag. Yeah. And you're getting 12% protein, 
and you're getting 16%, I'm sorry, 16% protein, 12% fat. Uh, I, I actually done a test. I was feeding 16% cow feed to the deer in my yard. Mm-hmm. When I received the free sample in the mail of butt grits, I thought, well, I'm just going to do a live feed. You can go back on my Facebook and probably see it. I poured out a 20-pound bag. No, I'm sorry. It was a 5-pound bag of butt grits within 20 feet of my sweet 16 I'd been feeding for years. Mm-hmm. There was five or six mature does come up together at one time. Three of the mature does left the sweet feed and went to eat the butt grits. That made me a believer right there that it was an attractant. Then after feeding it for about a year, I went to promoting it, and I believe it'll help everybody's wildlife on their area. So there's a lot of positives to feeding, and, and it's about health. It's about uh, keeping them healthy when they're fawning, lactating does and the bucks antler growth. Uh, we shot bucks this year. It's wider spread than we've ever shot in our lives on our farms. Yeah. So it helps in all areas of deer and turkey yeah another thing alex about the buck grits is it's easier for the deer to digest uh because it doesn't have it doesn't have the hard shell on it so it's easier for them to chew which is going to save their teeth uh, and then not having that hard stuff uh that normally is associated with corn uh the deer they digest it easier and that means more of the protein and it goes right into uh, developing weight and more of the fat goes into developing more fat content and it's just better for the deer all the way around i mean anything you can do that is easily digested by the wildlife is just better for them because they don't have to use that energy to digest the feed they just eat it and it goes to work it's the amino acids in it that helps the digestive system yeah so again that's another positive of feeding buckets over other feeds that you may feed or just plain corn a lot of people say, oh, I'll just go buy plain corn. Well, let me tell you something. A deer and turkey can actually starve to death if that's all they had to eat, yeah. especially during the crucial winters. There's no really no main fat content or protein for the wildlife. So that's why uh, Mr. Adam Thomas, Director of Operations for Butler at Seymour Milling, came up with this idea to create this blend. And he's created something that, that's taken off like crazy. We just attended the ATA show in Indianapolis uh, a week ago, and they had us in the Innovation Zone, which is the new products to be introduced along with other innovative, innovative products for 2023. And let me tell you, we give away every dealer price list that I had, and I had <laughs> over two dozen price lists. People are interested in buying it because uh, the dealers can make a pretty good you know, margin on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 30-35%, and they know it's going to be something positive for the outdoors men and women, the hunters that manage their wildlife. Yeah, I would imagine there might be some folks maybe listening to this right now that think, you know what, we ought to put that in our store. And I guess all they got to do is just do a search for Buck Grits on Google, and it'll take them right to their website. And I know they've got information there on how to contact them to uh, set up a dealership. Exactly. It will, Redbone. And and I'm telling you, people that start feeding it, but a lot of your high-fence guys that, that do high-fence hunts and manage and grow big deer, a lot of them have left this very high-dollar deer feed that you're paying $100 a bag or $50 a bag for 50 pounds, and they're feeding this buckers because it's, it's uh, more uh, friendly or price, so to say. So. Uh, I encourage all of our listeners, if you haven't tried it, go to www.buckrich.com and request a free sample. 
they'll send it to you in the mail. And I promise you, you will become a believer. And you'll see results within months of feeding it. I promise you. All right, so there you have it, folks. If uh, you know if you're going to be putting out feeders, especially here in the dead of the winter, uh, right from Alex Rutledge, uh, buck grits is the way to go. And uh, and and really, I mean, all the other wildlife are going to eat it too. So it really is a multi-purpose feeder. Exactly. I want to thank you again, everybody, uh, for listening to our show and, and supporting American Roots, all of our local radio partners, and also our major national sponsors. Uh, you got Tide Wee, we've got Buck Grits, we've got Eagle Seed, Hornady Ammunition. Uh, we, we've got a lot of great companies that support us, and, and we believe in them and their products. And we're very honored to help represent these brands. And we encourage all of our listeners to support and buy these products. All right, Alex, that's going to wrap it up, folks. If you are listening to this on the podcast, and you are because this is the podcast bonus segment, uh, please leave a review so you get your name into the drawing for this week. And uh, along with, and we re- we need your real name, not just the name you use on the internet. We need your real name, and it would help if we uh, you would identify what state you're from. But leave that review, and that'll get you entered into the drawing. So, Alex, that'll wrap it up for today. Again, thank you for listening, and go to our website and, and share our, our Facebook, social media stuff. Follow us. If you've got questions for the show, please uh, give us some questions. Uh, text us, message us, our, our website, and thank you for following again, and share the outdoors with the kid. You know, it's all about the future of our sports. And uh, remember, when your roots runs deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind. <laughs>